The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I think today is probably overall the best practice I've been a part of in Nebraska. Jake Bakoven. I think we had our best week of practice ever again. So if our goal is to get better day by day, it's been a good week. Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome, hour number two. It's Tom and Bach on a Friday. We did it. Nice job, everyone. Woo! It felt like we weren't gonna gonna make it through on a Monday or Tuesday. It started slow. This is actually a pretty good bye week, hasn't it? It's been actually really good for talk shows. <laughs> yeah, for, for sports talk shows, it's been really good. It hasn't been necessarily happy. <laughs> uh, for some people, it's been happy. Yeah. Some people like... Those like, that want blood. Th- those that want blood have been very happy this week. And those who just wanted change uh, have been very happy this week. So That's right. In that way, you're right. It's flown by for a bye week. Sometimes bye weeks go by so slowly. But we're into the basketball season. You had what happened on Tuesday. <laughs> that was good for interesting right. as well. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily good for overall. You sat next to me, and I actually was pretty good, wasn't I? Yeah. I mean, because sometimes I can blow up. I can demand timeouts. Like I looked at. Well, Hoiberg. you did demand timeouts. I did. I looked at Hoiberg <laughs> and I demanded a timeout, and I still didn't get one. Yeah. Tim Miles one time because I'm I'm legendary for demanding timeouts when things aren't going well, and in Nebraska's basketball history, things don't ever go well. Uh, <laughs> if you were the coach, you'd run out of timeouts that's pretty right. quickly. Uh, that's right. I would run out very quickly, and then I wouldn't have to worry about them. <laughs> it's like I don't have any left. Uh, but I would. I would yell, and some there were some empty nights, not a lot of them, but there were some empty nights at PVA where I would yell for a timeout against a non-conference foe, and Tim Miles could hear me blatantly, <laughs> and he would just look at me and shake his head. He'd go, I'm not calling the timeout, man. Yeah, you don't, not, you're I'm not in charge of not, You're not in charge of me. But he, he knew who I, who I was, and he knew where I sat, and he, after a while it just became a running joke between the two of us. Uh, and he would mention it sometimes uh, if I saw him on the golf course. Uh, by the way, Tim Miles gets his 400th win. Congrats uh, to Tim. And they're in the Mountain West. It would be so cool if uh, they could turn that thing around, but they did lose their best player because he hired an agent, and he was the leading scorer in the Mountain West. But uh, I'm rooting for him because any win for that school, San Jose State, is a good one because they won five games uh, last year. Oh, that's year. right. And they almost they don't win. That's in fact, I, I remember Tim telling me a lot of people advised him not to take that gig 
Don't take that gig. It's a bad gig. You can't win there. But that's what Tim is used to. Yeah. He's taking bad gigs. He's a program builder. He's a program builder. He talked a lot about that in his tenure with Nebraska, how he's a program builder, and he likes a challenge. And for some reason, I think that might be a very good gig for Tim Miles. Uh, and you can re- recruit the state of California, right? They're good basketball players in the state of California. Just because nobody's ever won there doesn't mean that you can't win there. Uh, and it is a beautiful campus. I'm, but they're 1-0. and uh, That's a big win. Uh, for San Jose State and Tim Miles is and he points. was pretty close to getting the New Mexico job right before Minnesota right. fired Richard Pitino. Yeah, yeah. and then he, 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 and then they hired Richard Pitino. He was one of the names mentioned as uh, and New Mexico would have been a much better gig. Obviously. Yeah, uh, but who knows? Uh, I'm rooting for him. I really like that dude, and he still comes back to Lincoln because he's got so many friends here. Yeah, uh, I'm not the only one that really likes uh, Tim Miles. But tonight, there's we, something about the, there's something about Nebraska nice, isn't there? Where yeah. Mike Riley's hanging around, Doc Sadler's That's back. Right. We love Tim all the like bring everybody back. back. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you ever won. <laughs> Just come on back. We love you. All is forgiven. Remember that yeah. time you won? Yeah. That's what we remember. Those memories. Where's Barry Collier these days? Bring yeah. him on back. Bring him back. Why wasn't he considered for athletic director? <laughs> <laughs> Barry Collier got one year. I think he didn't get fired. Remember it happened? He didn't get fired. Um, but he saved himself by taking the Butler gig. That's right, and he as, was basically about yeah. to get fired. He didn't get fired. I mean, because we think of him as getting fired. At right. Rest. He just left for another gig. <laughs> the athletic director job. Yeah. Was and he, it turned was... out to be a great – I mean, gr- he's been great as athletic director at Butler yeah. uh, to the point where they reached two national title games under Brad Stevens. Uh, they, they were really good, uh, and, man, I, I think about if Butler would have won one of those games, if – uh, if they hit that three at the buzzer oh, to win yeah. that game, uh, that would have been one of the best stories in the history of sports, I think, that Butler wins a national title. Barry Collier's still the athletic director there. Yeah. I didn't know he was still doing that. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't found a Brad Stevens since Brad Stevens left, left town. I mean, they've been good. They're still good, but they're not as dynamic as they were for a while. Um, anyway. It, was he – I can't remember because – it was like sixteen at the time. Was he was he like basically about to get fired, or he's had like one more year? And, and they were gonna. Probably... I think they were debating it. And I think they were gonna give him one more year, and he thought, oh, okay, okay. Uh, kind of similar to where we are with football, right? You get one more year, but it's very iffy. And I'm not gonna turn this thing around. Although that's not what I'm saying about football, but for Nebraska basketball, they never turned anything around. Um, so you kind of felt like this was definitely gonna go downhill, and then he he was saved by the Butler gig. Yeah. Um, that but, is interesting looking back. His final year was his best year as far as total wins. He was 19 and 14 and made the NIT first round. He only made the NIT two out of his uh, two out of six years. So I actually became a little close with uh, Barry. I, 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 he's a very shy guy, and that was one of the drawbacks. I remember uh, when Butler made the NCAA tournament, uh, he was kind of a big name, and uh, Nebraska, he wasn't first on the list. Bill, Bill Self, I think, was one of the guys. Oh, that's that they, right. They were close to Bill Self. They were very – and he was at Tulsa at that time. Yeah. Uh, so they were pursuing Bill Bill Self, and I think they had offered him a million dollars, which was a ton of money at that time. Uh, but they ended up with Barry Collier, and we thought, okay, it's not the most sexy offense that they run there. Uh, but he, if you could do it at Butler, why couldn't you do it at Nebraska? Um, and – it just didn't. It just didn't work out. But I, I really liked Barry Collier. I got to know him fairly well. Really smart guy. Very smart guy. 
and just a good guy. Yeah. Not the most personable dude with maybe recruiting and boosters, that type of thing. And it was just an uphill gig. I mean, Nebraska basketball is not easy, which is where we are tonight. Uh, even with a top 15 recruiting class, Nebraska loses to Western Illinois um, with opening night on Tuesday. And I, I was with you, and Heidi was there, and your wife, Maria. And I was thinking, this is, this is terrible, but this could be good. Nebraska learns a lesson. They're up three. Uh, maybe they can pull this thing off uh, in the closing moments and learn a lesson at the same time. Now, uh, it doesn't work out that way. Western Illinois hits a three. Nebraska unable uh, with six seconds left, and Alonzo Verge coming down the other way, throws up a wild shot. They lose by one, and you're thinking, okay, incarnate word, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, Gardner-Webb, and now Western Illinois. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world, but it does feel like this has become a must-win game tonight. Like, Sam Houston State, a must-win game tonight. <laughs> well, all the talk going into the season was how good they were going to be, and obviously if they could beat Creighton, they could start 7-0, and and then you then you start 0-1. Uh, man, to start 0-2 would be pretty rough. And uh, now, now you, But it's not just a must-win game. It's, I guess, a pretty good opponent. Sam Houston State is in their 12th year. They have a 12th year head coach who's been winning, uh, has won more than 18 games in each of the past eight seasons. So they're pretty darn stable there. Yeah. They're jumping conferences left and right, so that's one thing. But as far as the teams and winning, um, they're pretty stable, and they've they've got a they went nineteen and nine last year. Um, the last time they played Nebraska in two thousand one, they beat them. Not uh, that that matters, uh, but you know, it, it's just a lot of things, a lot of stats that you hear. They just go, this one might be rough. Yeah, well, they're coming off uh, a win over Laterno. I think that's yeah. how it's pronounced. Uh, uh, it's a Division three school. They beat them ninety seven to fifty three. And they rebounded really well, despite the fact that they start a lineup that features basically a three-guard offense, 6'2", 6'2", 6'2", and then they go 6'7", 6'6". But they can rebound at a high level, and Nebraska doesn't rebound very well. But uh, Sam Houston State had 27 offensive rebounds, and they created 23 second-hand uh, chance points in their win in Game 1. Again, against a bad opponent. Um, but it hasn't seemed to matter for Nebraska. Uh, so we'll see what happens tonight. They have a Demarcus Lampley, who was all league uh, last year for them, 14 points a game. He shoots 40% from three. They have a transfer from Texas A&M, uh, Savion uh, Flagg, who is a transfer from A&M, a two-year starter there. Uh, so this hmm. is a team to be concerned about. Uh, as you mentioned, 19-9, and 13-3 and three in their league, the Southland Conference. Um, Ken Palm has them 22 22- Spots higher than Nebraska. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, thank Ken you. Ken Palm the- after one game is always pretty good, isn't it? Uh, that's right. Uh, it, all right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're always the one, the voice of reason on the show, the voice of calm. That's not saying much when you're compared with me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll see. But it does feel like a must-win game, and it makes me think of Brian Regan, one of my favorite comedians ever. Uh, this is Brian Regan on a must-win game. Because then I get to hear my favorite sports reporter question. Would you consider this a must-win game? <laughs> yeah, they always feel like they have to say yes. Yeah, we want to win it. It's very important, you know. Got our uniforms on it. Anyway, might as well try. <laughs> but it's not always the right answer, man. It's a math question. I wish I would answer that question honestly. It's a best of seven. You're down one game to nothing. 
Would you consider this a must-win game? No. <laughs> no, we can lose tonight. We can lose tomorrow night, too. We don't want to, but that wasn't your question. You asked if it was a must-win game, and if you'd ever taken a rudimentary math class, you'd already know the magic number's three. When you're down three, then you must win them or you're out. Uh, Brian Regan, one of my favorites. Uh, there you go. Uh, are you ready for box tops? I'm ready for box tops. Okay, let's hit it with box tops. All right, in honor of Nebraska inking uh, a few players for their uh, fall signing period. If you didn't see that the other day, Denham Dawson plays Keita Jamarcus Lawrence and Ramil Lloyd Jr. all signed their deals. They'll be heading to Nebraska um, to to play basketball next year. Uh, in honor of that, I ranked the best recruiting classes since 2002 yeah. all right. for Nebraska basketball. Like nice. Only the top ten. Not everybody yeah. gets on here. Also named some that were pretty bad just because that's always fun, too. Uh, and... Uh, I also, to be fair, I also excluded last year's with Bryce McGowan's and the guys just because we don't know how that's going to play out. Right. You know, they're, they're playing their second game yeah. tonight, so I went ahead and left that off. Uh, I went back to 2002 because that's as far as Rivals goes back. Oh, Recru- nice. Recruiting, uh, you know, took kind of took, and all those sites kind of uh, started, you know, late 90s, early 2000s sure. to really take off there. Yeah, it's relatively new. Yeah. The whole star system is even relatively new. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Sean Callahan among, you know, yeah. the, the innovators there. I, I think it would be kind of funny to go back in those days and have somebody pitch to you. You know what? I'm going to go actually recruit. I'm going to go look at all the high schools yeah. and watch every play and rank them. You know, that that, yeah. be, that sounds like a, a tall that's, task, that but they went out there and did it. Yeah. Can you make money on that? Yeah, <laughs> you actually can. Oh, okay. All right. No, that's not so bad then. Uh, how about some uh, notably not very good classes? We'll start uh, with uh, with uh, this one, 2010. Great player, but one player, Andre Almeida. That's your class. And he was a big boy. Yeah, he almost is the size of two guys. So. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> oh, he was, he had to be three hundred pounds. Was he three hundred yeah, pounds? Yeah, I, I think he was. He was over three hundred. But they always said good feet. He had yeah. really good feet, Andre Almeida. Um, he was not a bad p- basketball player. No, no, no. He was not a bad basketball player. What was his uh, nickname that uh, the that, that, El Grande Andre? Yeah, El Grande. Did you, you're the only one that ever said it, though, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Kim Pavelka used to say El that. Grande and then I, I did a, actually a BTN Plus game when I was in college oh, with nice. Jake Sorensen. And I tried to say El Grande Andre, except for I said El Grande Al- Almeida. Yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot it halfway you through. Forever. You got to write that stuff down, yeah, so that You got to write it down. That was not a great memory for me there, but that was pretty fun to yeah. do back with Sorensen back in the day. Yeah. Uh, how about some other classes that weren't too good? How about 2014 
Terrence Smith and Jacob Hammond. Terrence Smith was actually a good player. Didn't he just last one year? Yeah, that's a part of the problem. I think he would have been actually a, a decent player. Hammond, eh. <laughs> Maybe was, he was I mean, tall. He was tall. He and was, a decent recruit as far as the recruiting profile. Yeah, it was decent out of Oklahoma. But Terrence Smith, I was actually sorry when he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was part of yeah. Tim Miles' problem was holding yeah. on to some of those guys. How about uh, one of Tim Miles' last recruiting classes, 2018? Amir Harris, Carrington Davis, and Brady Hyman. Pick your favorite. Uh, <laughs> Carrington Davis never did. Carrington Davis even see the floor? I'm ever? not even. I don't think so. Uh, I remember Amir Harris playing a little bit, but I remember Carrington Davis played on that great team in Florida, like the number one ranked team in the country. Uh, So we thought he was good because he was the 10th man off the bench on the best team in the country, but he never played. Yeah. Yeah, And then that that was, uh, that's, I think that was close to where I would say the writing was on the wall for Tim Miles if he didn't win. So it was kind of those recruiting classes are always difficult right. when you're basically on as hot a seat as it can be right. uh, to convince those yep. guys to come. There you go. Uh, 2000, let's start with my top 10. 2016 is number 10 for me. You have a future NBA player right there, Isaiah Roby. Uh, he combined with Jariah Horn and Jordy Schmanga made up the 2016 class. That was a good class. That's a pretty good class. Uh, Jariah Horn, I was really excited about. Now he's on his fifth team. Or he's still like playing. That. Well, he's on his third team for the second time. That's right. Uh, he, he went from Nebraska <laughs> to where to Tulsa, Tulsa? Then, then Colorado, back to Tulsa. Yeah, he's still playing. I what? should see where Jordan Schmanga is. I don't know where he ended. Didn't he go to like Northern Iowa or something like yeah. that? Two um, chains. Two. That's right. <laughs> uh, and we, Nebraska was one time was trying to recruit his brother as well. Like one Schmanga wasn't enough. Oh yeah. Uh, but he was two chains. They call me two chains. <laughs> uh, and they had like. Didn't they have to, like, massage his ego? He was, like, almost in and out of the lineup. Well, and yeah. Then he transferred as soon as he was He had one move. Jordy had one move. you throw it inside to him, and he would bowl his way in. Yeah. Uh, at times, he looked pretty good, but it was never going to work. He finished up his career at Dayton, averaging a career-high 6.7 points, 7.7 right. rebounds. All right. There That's we good, go. Good little... Uh, Follow up there. Dry Horn still playing. Isaiah Roby, obviously in the league. Uh, number nine on my list for the class of or the best uh, signing classes for Nebraska basketball since 2002. How about 2003 going to the way back? Andrew Drevo, Charles Richardson, and Marcus Neal. Andrew Drevo was one of my favorite players. Yes, he was really good. Uh, and they found him from some, where was it, the small college in Nebraska where they found him? Yeah, he played high school ball at Lincoln Christian. Right. And then he left and it was like, how did Nebraska miss this guy? Because he could really shoot. Uh, he was the big, he was like six eight, six nine, somewhere in there. He was a really good player. Uh, I love Charles Richardson. He was on one of those teams that was, uh, I think, the smallest in college basketball. Oh yeah, he was really fast. Uh, he and he was on a great high school team. Marcus Neal that never materialized as much. Charles Richardson, I played against him at the downtown Y. Yeah. Did you take him out? <laughs> no, he he like opened up my eyes to like. There's fast, right? Yeah. And then there's Division One fast, which oh. is like on top of you know, like Division but, One players yeah. are fast, and then Division One fast players are crazy fast. Right. He, if there's ten of those guys out there, I'm useless on the court. He could get to the basket anytime he wanted to. He was a great assist guy. Oh yeah, he was a underrated point guard. In fact, I don't think Nebraska's had a Charles Richardson since Charles Richardson left. Yeah, a, a guy like that that could really pass the ball and so fast. Yeah, he, he was fun to watch and, and very tiny. Yeah. So, you know, he, yeah. he, to get to the hoop, he had to kind of give himself up a little bit there. Uh, 2011, uh, the class of 2011 is number eight on my list. That was Dylan Talley, 
David Rivers and Walter Pitchford, who was transferring from Florida. Yeah, that was a good class. Dylan could shoot it. David Rivers was just a get-dirty type of guy. Yeah. Uh, and Walter had one great year. Walt P for three. Follow him on Twitter still. That's right. I mean, <laughs> he and Petaway together on the pick and roll were really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that that tournament year, it's like every game. You knew it as a Husker fan. Walt's taking the first three of the game, the first possessions of right. Walt three, and it'd usually go in. Yeah, he could really shoot it. He could really shoot it. And he was a he was a nice guy. I, I liked I I talked to him many times and I liked Walter Pitcher. Yeah, except for that Michigan State game, he got tossed for like elbowing somebody. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that happens. If time. you don't get tossed occasionally, then I don't respect you. Yeah. Uh, number seven on my list, 2009 class, which had Lance Jeter, Ray Gallegos, Brandon Ubell, and Christian Stan Hardinger. That's a pretty well-rounded class. Yeah, didn't he transfer to Hawaii? He did and did well there. Yeah, he had a pretty good – and I was excited when he was uh, recruited to Nebraska. Lance Jeter's maybe the fastest player I've ever seen. He was a one-man fast break at times. I think he came from LSU. Was he the LSU? No, guy? that was uh, that was Bo Spencer. Oh, that right. You're right. Bo Spencer. I can't remember exactly what Jeter. Uh, but Lance was fast, and Gallegos. We thought he was going to be a great shooter, and he was a good shooter. He had a great form. Yeah, people just loved to watch him shoot. But he wasn't. He didn't yeah. always hit him very much. And Doc called, could never pronounce his name. He called him Gallegos. Gallegos. <laughs> he called him Gallegos. But we underestimated how important Ray Gallegos right. was. Remember, he was like the yeah. only the subtraction from the tournament right. team, and yeah. then the next year they weren't nearly yeah. as good. This is a great list. I love this. Yeah, this takes you back to the day. How about 2007's class number six on my list? Uh, that had Adi Daganduro, Steve Harley. Uh, that's that's both Dreads uh, and Mohawk Steve Harley. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony McRae, Alonzo Edwards, Brendan Richardson, and Shang Ping. Uh, wow. Ade was a great player. Yes, he was. He's he's one of the better players over the last 15 years. You like Ade Dogandero or Ola Dogandero? Ola was a great football player. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's amazing that you can get brothers that play are so drastically different. I guess that happens in a lot of families. Uh, Tony McRae was okay. Steve Harley had some good games. Uh, I think he's pretty good. And Shang Peng was, yeah, yeah that, that's a good recruiting class. And Shang Peng was tall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and Alonzo Edwards yeah, he could jump, but didn't you know? He was just kind of an athlete playing basketball. Yeah, he was just a, a really good athlete. I would love to see him play tight end. He would have been a good. Oh tight yeah. End. yeah, and don't forget Brandon Richardson. He was pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, number five on my list: top uh, top ten recruiting classes since two thousand two for Nebraska basketball. How about two thousand two itself? Nate Johnson, Jason DeRusso, and Wes Wilkinson. That was a Barry Collier class. Uh, yeah. Nate Johnson was the JUCO Player of the Year, uh, and. I remember playing Creighton, I think it was in the NIT. He single-handedly won a game uh, in the NIT for Nebraska. Nate was a really good player. DeRusso was good. Wilkinson were good. We were expecting so much from those guys because they were Nebraska guys. Yeah. Uh, And they had nice careers. Yeah, and I remember Nate Johnson team with Andrew Drivo on those teams. Those teams were really fun. We talked about Drivo earlier. Jason DeRusso will always remember for that dunk where the whole hoop came down. Right, that, that was cool. That's right. <laughs> that was like on ESPN. He was six six. He had a handle. He was fun to watch. Not the greatest shooter in the world. No, he's like more yeah. of a driver. Yeah, Wes Wilkinson could shoot a little bit. Yep, he was pretty fun to watch yep. too. Uh, how about uh, 2015? That's number four on my list of the best recruiting classes since 2002 for Nebraska basketball. Of course, that one was the big haul for Coach yep. Tim Miles. Glenn Watson out of Chicago had Morrow out of the area as well. Michael Jacobson and Bakari Evelyn. 
Uh, Bakari went to Iowa, didn't he? I think he did. He end up, up there. I, he I thought he ended up at, places, uh, at Iowa. Michael Jacobson didn't he try the NFL? Yeah, he was signed earlier this year uh, to the Seahawks, and um, it lasted about a week. He was a good player at Iowa State. He was. Uh, Ed Morrow, I thought, could have been great. Glenn is one of the top-rated recruits of all time in Nebraska basketball history. Yeah, and really, I, I, I know that they never achieved the goal under Glenn Watson, yeah. but he was really good for years and yeah. years. Yeah, he, he doesn't get enough credit. He was better than we give him credit for, Yeah, uh, I think. How about uh, 2006? This probably shouldn't be as high as it is now that I'm looking at it, but uh, I, re- I really liked Ryan Anderson and Seth Henry and yeah. the guys that didn't quite help out at Nebraska but were pretty good at part of that class. J.R. Strobridge, who ended up doing yeah. really well at Oregon, and Robert Sally. Who ended up basically winning a game in the NCAA tournament for Memphis? He had like seven threes in that game. Yeah. Uh, and they couldn't get him eligible at Nebraska, but Memphis did, uh, which made you a little crazy because he was a pretty good basketball player. Ryan Anderson's one of my favorite small forwards ever. He could really shoot it. He'd and play power forward, he'd play center. I know. <laughs> it's, uh, gosh, man, th- those were some small teams. And he could play the piano. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> pretty could, well, actually. He could sing and play the piano. Yeah. Probably the most overall talented guy ever. Yeah. Ever in the history of mankind. Of ever. Yeah. Uh, number two on my list of the top re- uh, ranked recruiting classes for Nebraska since 2002. The 2012 class, Trent Petaway uh, transferred in with that yeah. class. Siobhan Shields was a big get, of course, yeah. Will Shields' son. He was great here. Benny yeah. Parker, uh, Devrel Biggs, who yeah. didn't last too long here. He didn't. And Sergei Vukatic. Sergei was seven feet tall. That's pretty much where it ends. Yes. Uh, Petaway, obviously a great player. Shields, I mean, Shields and Petaway carried that team to the tournament. Uh, and Benny Parker, defensive specialist. Energizer Benny. Devrel uh, frustrated me because he was so talented, uh, but not a, a really great uh, team basketball player. Yeah, that was really weird because they he was still like their guy that they yeah. relied on to bring the ball yeah. up court. And so when they lost him, they didn't get better. No. But then they did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they that's made right. the tournament. Uh, you could kind of see where it was starting to end, and then it did suddenly for Deverell Biggs. Yeah. Uh, number one on my list, I, by the way, excluding this past year's yeah. class, which is obviously the best yeah. one ranked anyways, and, and we'll see how it turns out on the court. Uh, my number one class since 2002 for Nebraska basketball was Alex March, Joe McCray, and Marcus Perry. If only Joe McCray could have stayed healthy and on the team for as long, he could have four years right. with Alex March instead of two. Yeah. Well, we know uh, with Joe, he kind of ate himself off the team. Yeah. I mean, there was, uh, he was had such a great freshman year, and then he came back, and he had gained 30 pounds. Like, he literally, like, what happened? He said, well, mom's cooking is really good. <laughs> I have cooking. something to say to you guys. Okay, so, okay go ahead. Are you done with your list, Bach? Yeah, right. I'm done with my list. Yeah. So what is the deal? And, and you guys are perfect yeah. people, to, so I'm bombarding you with this question. Oh. Why do we talk about Ray Gallegos the way we talk about? <laughs> it's Ray Gallegos. Gallegos. Is, is Gallegos? It's Gallegos. <laughs> no, no, it's Gallegos. It never, but, well, no, I, he could never, Doc could never pronounce his name. Anytime that I talk to a Nebraska basketball fan and like you talk about three-point shooters, it's like, remember Ray Gallegos? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he was bad. Ray, Ray yeah. Gallegos. He was not bad. He was, not he bad. was bad. He and was, his jumper looked Pure. Ray, it, it, looked, it looks great. <laughs> Fabulous. It was gorgeous. Ray Gallegos, uh, in his sophomore year, shot 14% from three. <laughs> Yikes. 
In his junior year, he shot 30%, yeah, uh, which is there okay. That's not great, but yeah. In his senior year, he shot 33%. But his stroke, there was, you go. His stroke was pure. Yeah, and you thought everyone was going in. Like, I almost just did a, a tweet about, like, yeah. why do we talk about rig? I, but yeah. I know it won't be, like, received the right. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, you're right. Do, do you know that? Like, yeah. this phenomenon of yeah. the Ray Gallegos Oh, I stock? know. Okay. I, I think I wonder if he would have had sh- any shooters around him if he would have been better. <laughs> no, he literally wouldn't hit the buck. Like, he wouldn't make it. <laughs> Remember, it? As he many, had the ball a lot. Yeah. He would make it. They uh, would always, like, set up the, like, they uh, needed a tying three. They needed a three in the uh, game. They'd set it up. He'd get the shot. We'd all go, this looks like it's going in. <laughs> and it wouldn't go in. Uh, uh, it was frustrating. Uh, but I think part of the reason why people love him again is because once he was taken off or uh, graduated from the the tournament team, they fell apart. They weren't nearly as no. good. He was the glue piece. Oh. <laughs> I Amazing. love I love Ray. Much like Evan I Taylor, him. I think You're he right. was the glue piece to that James Palmer team. Like that's that. legit. Yeah. Yes, that's legit. Uh, good good take. Uh, I've just won- I've always wondered about yeah, that. Yeah, it, well, it's a good point. It's Haven't good- you seen him shoot? That's why. <laughs> it was pure. I, it saw was pure him, stroke. I, saw, I saw him shoot 14%. <laughs> it wasn't good, but it looked good coming yeah. out of his hand. Uh, let's get to break. We're way late for Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. We'll talk to him coming up next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.